Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. You're joining us today on July 30th, 2015. My name is Melissa Boyd. I am a vibrational, intuitive medium and business strategist and your host for Spiritual Tools. This is a pre-recorded show, and if you're joining us live or wherever you are in the world or listening to this later, just want to let you know what Spiritual Tools is all about. The idea and the understanding that we are all one energy and when we really vibrate to the frequency of who you truly are, you really start to awaken your energy. And this, this show started because I would sit with people over the years and say, oh, you should read this book or talk to this person or there's this great resource over here. But there never seemed to be enough time in that hour or two sessions that we would have. And so Spiritual Tools was born. And I'm so excited to bring to you around the world some really great speakers and as you know, I'm, I'm located in Kennebunk, Maine, but I do work internationally via phone and Skype. And if you're interested in my services, you can visit me at melissaboyd.net. If you are in the New England area, I have some exciting events coming up. I do a spirit gallery messages, channeled messages from spirit. I have two coming up this summer. I have one on Sunday, August 2nd from 10 to noon at the Seed and Bean in West Kennebunk, Maine. There will be channeled messages from Spirit, coffee, tea, water, light refreshments. There are a few tickets left. You can purchase those on my website. And I'm also doing a larger event on Monday, August 24th at River Tree Arts in Kennebunk, where I'll be doing a Solfeggio sound healing, opening up your chakras before I do channeled messages Everyone receives a gift bag for their soul and just some um, little intuitive tips to live in the now because that's what it's all about, living in this moment. And if you're a yogi or even if you're interested in yoga and you've never done yoga before, we have a couple events for you as well. Authentic Beauty in Westbrook, Maine, August 9th. I will be there from 1 to 4.30 doing yoga, opening your chakras, and then at the end channeling your loved ones from spirit. And um, in the fall, creating spaces in Portland, Maine, I'll be there September 12th, and Greener Pastures in West Falmouth, Maine, October 3rd and 4th. And yes, there are a couple of openings still in my Reignite Your Creative Business class, which starts August 5th and runs through the 19th, and your vibrational investment is $150. You will receive business templates. Manifesting practices will be provided. So I hope that you... Um, check those things out. And I do want to mention if you're listening right now, um, even though this is a pre-recorded show, many of you did ask to get readings on the air. And so stay tuned because after we interview Michael Chase today, I will be, um, I will be doing those readings at the end. So I want to do a little, in, I want to do an introduction about Michael. Now, Michael and I have actually never met, but we live in the towns next to each other. <laughs> and, um, I've actually followed his work for quite a while now, so I'm so excited to have him on the show. And I, I once um, worked in Biddeford and did some um, community service work in the town um, where, he's, where he lives. And um, 
I also love volunteerism, and I think that, you know, we all have the ability to serve, and when we grow into our hearts, we can really be a part of that. And I feel so lucky to live in the state of Maine because we have one of the highest volunteer rates in the um, in the country, of, of, in the U.S., but I also feel like, you know, we can all to our hearts and we can all be kind. And I just love Michael's um, in, information and what he brings to people. So I'm going to read his bio and then um, we will invite Michael onto the show. So affectionately known as the kindness guy, Michael J. Chase is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and one of today's most powerful voices for creating a kinder world. In 2007, he founded the Kindness Center and is now considered an expert on the subjects of kindness and positive behavior. As a world-renowned leader in personal and spiritual development, Michael reveals how living from the heart plays a critical role in healing our lives and our planet. Whether presenting in a classroom, boardroom, or on a stage in front of thousands, his message of hope impacts countless lives each year. In 2010, Michael joined the Hay House speaking roster, which included self-empowerment legends Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Dr. Christian Northrup, Marianne Williamson, and many more. He has since been a main presenter at Hay House conferences throughout the U.S. and Canada. Michael's work is not aligned with any particular belief system. His teachings are based on the universal language of kindness, and I love that, the universal language of kindness, which embraces all and excludes none. He has written two best-selling books on this subject and is currently working on his third, which is expected to be released in 2017. And to learn more about Michael's work, you can visit him at michaeljchase.com. So thank you for being on the show, Michael. Welcome to Spiritual Tools. Thank you very much, and uh, it's so nice, Melissa, to, you know, it's rare that I get to have a neighbor uh, do a radio show. I, usually these shows are, you know, somebody from Australia or, you know, London, or I do a lot in the U.S., but they're they're spread out. So it's it's nice to know that you're so close. Thank you very much yeah. for having me on. Oh, love it, love it. So, um I guess we'll start at the beginning. So tell tell us a little bit about yourself, how you found yourself working in kindness and, you know, that type of thing. Well, it's uh it's been a very unexpected journey. Uh this um this whole path has only been, I don't know, maybe seven and a half, almost eight years now before uh before I started uh, the Kindness Center and writing and speaking, I was a professional photographer for 16 years. And my wife and I owned a, a, a portrait studio together, something that I absolutely loved. And, and she, she was you know, an award-winning photographer. We were just immersed in the world of photography. And you know, I thought I would die with a camera in my hand. It was that kind of passion. <laughs> However, um, at the same time, I had such, uh, I'd use the word passion, but I think that it's, it was more like an obsession with um, the world of personal and spiritual development. Even though I had my photography business that was thriving and you know, an amazing wife and son and you know, all the things that people said would make you truly happy, including the material life, I had all those things, but there was an emptiness and it just felt like there was there was a 
a piece of me that I hadn't quite discovered yet. And so I, you know, I was like so many, probably many of the listeners um, and, 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 and many of the people that I speak to, you know, we find ourselves out there in the in the bookstore we live in the self-help section of the bookstore <laughs> or Absolutely. you know we go to the yes i mean i've been there where you know i remember uh for years you know that the same employees would see me in in the self-help in the spiritual section of the bookstore and after a while you know every week i'm, I'm throwing down twenty dollars buying a new book and they look at you like that dude must be messed up you know <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you, you go from you go from one teaching to the next, and, and you, you know, you're just constantly searching. Uh, so this went on for, uh, for many, many years. And the, the short version of all this is my, my personal history, my, my background um, was not a kind one, uh, meaning relating to my, my family history. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of extreme unkindness uh, in my life from a great grandfather to pass it on to my grandfather who was the uh, the really the worst of the bunch um as far as alcohol and violence and just really vicious behavior and he was my next door neighbor so all of this mm. energy became a part of my life and of course he he also infected my father so my father was uh uh, not an easy man to uh, to grow up with. Uh, so this, there were a lot of emotional scars and some real you know challenges there that I was trying to work through. And but ev- but everybody else from the outside they saw oh you know he's got this this amazing life and business and you know mm. everything he must be so happy. But often people don't see the real you because we we hide that. And uh, so eventually I. Uh, after reading all the books and you know going to the seminars and all that i still felt that i hadn't quite found that missing ingredient in my life that true secret to happiness until one day i met a very unexpected teacher and was given the message if you truly want to be happy then you must be kinder and that seems like such a simple statement but when you embrace kindness as it's like the Dalai Lama said, you know, he said he said kindness is my religion. And that's yes. and that's really what it became. It was uh, a way of, you know, of treating myself, others and this planet. And after adopting that as a way of life, everything changed. Just my whole life opened up. Doesn't mean, trust me, I, I still struggle. I have I have bad days. I can be I can be a jerk at times, you know. <laughs> I uh I'm a human being first, you know. I mean, as far as right now, I'm in this human incarnation. Um so I have to embrace that part of myself. But I also know that there is that that the essence, the truth of who I really am on a spiritual level, and it's about combining those those two pieces and just going out into the world with an open heart. And uh, and just seeing what happens, and just having fun with life. <laughs> you know that's that's amazing, and that's beautiful. And but what I even love more about it is that you decided not to keep it for yourself. Do you know? I mean, you keep it for yourself, but yet the work that you really do is inspiring others. That you know, we all have this ability to spread kindness and to spread joy, and. Um, um, I think that 
so many times people get caught up in their everyday life and they forget that, you know, a smile is kindness and opening a door is kindness. And um, you've done some incredibly fun and silly and exciting um, kindness projects over the years and really to spread that. Would you tell our listeners um, a few of them? Because some of them are really creative and make people laugh and just open their hearts. Yeah, that uh, that became a, a, a real exciting, unexpected and just crazy part of of uh, this whole journey. Uh, it, it all started back in 2008, and uh, there was a, a real popular show at the time called 24, which many people may be familiar with, where uh, Kiefer Sutherland played Jack Bauer, this agent who, you know, the whole show revolved around his life, like, 24 hours and the day in the life of Jack Bauer as he's out there just you know blowing things up and shooting people it's it's you know just crazy violence and it's a brilliant concept but I'm watching the show and I thought you know wouldn't it be interesting if if instead of somebody being out on the streets for 24 hours just creating this (laughs) this trail of madness Instead, you go out for 24 straight hours, because the whole thing with, with Jack Bauer, he doesn't sleep, he doesn't take a break, mm. it's nonstop. I said, what if I went out for 24 hours and just opened my heart and my arms to people and just hugged them and went to and met homeless people on the street and loved them oh. and fed them and went to schools and hung out with kids and talked about kindness, and so it turned into this event that I called 24 Hours of Kindness, which I've done multiple times, and I'm actually getting ready to do another one. I'm going uh, uh, back to New York City to do this event again, and it's 24 oh, hours. Yeah, 24 hours on the street with uh, with my crazy kindness crew, and it's just <laughs> loving people from 9 in the morning till 9 the very next morning. And wow. and so that turned into, you know, I did 3,000 miles of kindness, traveling, you know, cross-country to, you know, all these different events, which it's just an exciting, fun way to create awareness that, you know, we all have an opportunity. I mean, I think that volunteering and, and serving that way, you know, like, like, you know, a lot of people once a week, they, they go out and they, and they volunteer and they do beautiful work. But with the 24 hours of kindness, I was hoping that I could inspire them to look at kindness as um, as a way of doing, you know, everything. Whether you're in in traffic, or like you said, smiling at someone, or opening a door in every single moment of your day, and you can even dream kindly. People say, "Well, you got to sleep at some, you know, I can't stay for the rest of my life." 24 <laughs> hours of kindness. I have to sleep. Well, of course. But you can sleep kindly. You can, you know, you can have sweet dreams. Right. But, but the whole—it was—it was fun and silly and crazy. But it was just a way of showing people that, you know, that we all have the power to really touch lives by just just little drops of kindness wherever we go. Yeah, I mean, I you have you have a picture on your website of you holding a sign, and it says, um, "Freak up a coffee if you tell me a heartwarming story." And I mean that yeah. is just that's beautiful, you know. And um, you know, 
when I think about kindness myself, I mean, I've always been told by people, like, you're too happy, you're too enthusiastic, like, who do you work oh. for? <laughs> um, oh, uh, you know, what I are you on, be, right? <laughs> yeah, what's going on with you? And it's like, well, I'm happy, and I want to spread that to you. And um, But, you know, I think that sometimes people are, are they don't know, they don't know to trust or to trust their heart, that their heart can really um, teach them a lot, you know? Well, we've been we've been raised in a culture, a exactly. We've been raised in a culture where where we're supposed to uh, to worship the mind. This is what our educational right. system is is based on. Everything is about you know your thoughts, your mind. That's the real world, and we neglect the heart, which is, I mean, that's the essence. That's who we are. Everything that's good and beautiful and loving, that's where you'll find it. And I really believe in. Um, you know, this whole idea we've had for years, you know, survival of the fittest, especially in our Western culture, only the, the tough are going to make it. And I, I respectfully disagree. Uh, it's survival of the kindest. Because if you look mm-hmm. at relationships, people's health, our planet, the work environment, it is the, the kindest who are not only surviving, but they're thriving. And you know the the whole thing with the events and doing you know acts of kindness it's a blast and it's it's been a great way to spread awareness but ultimately what i've discovered is that for this to become a reality for people to actually go out and do these things you do have to work on their hearts and that's why i, I you know i realized that i i had to become a teacher I couldn't just say, you know, everybody go out and be kind and groovy and peaceful. It's the 60s all over again. They're like, you're nuts, Mm. man. It's like it doesn't work that way, especially, you know, I would give a lecture and people would come up and say, you know, it sounds really nice and, yeah, you know, I I wish I could do that. But, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel like it. I'm not, and I'm struggling with this and and I'm just unhappy and, so unhappiness so often breeds acts of unkindness, whether intentionally or, or unintentionally. So I discovered early on that I had, to, I had to really help people to find that more loving, peaceful, happy place within before I could expect them to go out and, and start hugging complete strangers and you know, buying free cups of coffee. And that, that was a... That was a big shift in my work um, in helping people. You know, there were, there were three big enemies of the heart that uh, that I often help people to work through, and uh, they're you know resentment, judgment, and an attitude of indifference. Uh, resentment mm-hmm. is something that I think so many human beings struggle with, and uh, you know, of course, the the solution to that is forgiveness, which is a huge thing to to work on in our lives. Judgment, you know, where the mind again. The mind is so quick to to judge and to uh, and to separate. And I know, as you believe, we are all one. And I believe Absolutely. this too. We are all a part of this one divine energy. And if we're constantly judging, then we're separating, and we and we cannot participate in that spirit of oneness. And mm. and sadly. The the next one that that, uh, that I I often talk about is is indifference because you know 
I love working with our youth. I do tons of work in middle schools and high schools in helping kids to embrace this message. But so often there's this attitude of of apathy, of indifference. I don't care. It's not my problem. Um, and mm. also our our social media, uh, our digital world has really uh, it's just changed so much. And I think it's it's great the way it connects us. But at the same time, um, I, th- I think it's created this uh, this indifference because now people are, are, are walking down the street staring at, at whatever device is in the palm of their hand instead yeah. of having your head up, you know, making eye contact, looking and seeing that there's, you know, there's a man sitting on the street corner that hasn't eaten for days and, you know, you have the power to change his life with a dollar or two. So we have to start, you know, seeing again with our heart and to do that we we have to you know we have to change our priorities it's like how important is your iphone trust me i love mine it's been it's been an amazing tool but it's it's you know but it's not right it's not something we've lived with without iphones for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and so we can still thrive without technology everything that we need to to change the world it's we have it. It's inside of us. Um, so we have to, you know, we just get so caught up in technology and and uh, and big, huge plans to to change the world and political things. And no, it all starts with your own heartbeat. You know, that's all you need is your heart to go out and make a difference. Absolutely, and you know, I love um, and I think you talk about it in one of your books, but the Heart Math Institute. And the research of the heart and how mm. it's so open, you know. Um, and I and I want to get to your books too, Michael, because I know you've written two best-selling books. And you have another one coming out, and um, you know, am I being kind? And the radical practice of loving everyone. And people might say, like, loving everyone. How can you love everyone? Oh yes, they um, do. They fight that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. So, would you talk a little bit about your books and? Um, you know, how people can purchase them and what your message is, because I know that, um, you know, what I what I also really like about your work and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is I really do see you as a teacher, not just like, oh, well, here's this. It's like you really walk the talk, you know, and that's important, I think, to share it with people because um, I think that when you've gone through a transformation yourself, and you've done the work, and you can say, listen, I know because I've been here and here and here, and then here's where I am now. I think that that really shows people that it is possible, you know? And and that's my goal is to, you know, Gandhi said, my life is my message. And I I couldn't believe more in that philosophy. And that applies to every single person on this planet. Every one of you out there listening, your life is your message that you're putting out. Now, is it is it one of anger and impatience and, and frustration and despair, or is it one of love and kindness and gratitude and peacefulness? Now, not to say that, I mean, you can be a very loving, peaceful being and still experience anger. And all of those things are, you know, it's just, it's just a part of being human. But for the most mm-hmm. part, you know, the, the overall picture of who you are, what is your message to the world? And so when I decided to to start writing, I knew that the only way that I could authentically teach is 
is through my experiences. Uh, I personally have a hard time if I read a book and it's just you know, well, the statistics say, and the, and the studies have shown, <laughs> yeah. but, if the, but if the author hasn't had a direct experience, I, I just don't make a heart-to-heart connection. I think the, my, my mind becomes engaged, and it's like, oh, this is interesting, but I, I want to have a, a heart-to-heart connection with people, so I want that with my readers. I become very vulnerable. I, you know, I put it all out there that, you know, this is where I've come from, this is where I am, and and even in the the, the last book, uh, the Radical Practice of Loving Everyone, writing that book, I was I was struggling throughout a lot of it. And here I am writing about a book that the subject matter is is how to love everyone, and there were people around me at the time that's like I, I just I couldn't stand them, you know. <laughs> it's like they were driving me nuts. And so finding that balance and how and how I could I could truly make this a way of my own being and then relaying that to the reader, um, it's it's just important for me to do it in an authentic way and not to say, you know, not in this whole guruish, you know, I'm enlightened, I've got it all figured out way. Trust me, I don't. As I said earlier, you know, I I struggle, I I have bad days, and even the book that I'm I'm, I'm writing now. Uh, which is geared toward uh, it's specific, specifically geared towards sensitive people, and and how you can still thrive in the world and and open your heart. Because I, I know, as a highly sensitive person myself, uh, I've struggled with this. People think it's just mm-hmm. natural for me to walk out on the street and just hug a complete stranger, or you know, just some of the crazy things that I do. But you know. I, I'm a an outgoing introvert. I'm 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 more introverted and I get my energy from being quiet and being alone. So, you know, there are many things that I've had to practice so that I can go out and and hug that person or uh or whatever the act of kindness is. So, I want to pass those on and just share them and say, "Hey, this is what's worked for me. Maybe it will help you too." If it if it does, great. If you think it's just total garbage that's okay throw it away and 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 just mm. keep moving you know because we're we're you know, there are 7 billion people on this planet which to me means there are 7 billion paths for living there's not one way you know we're we're all we're all part of i, I think the, the same big picture and all these paths merge into one into oneness but we were given this gift of you know, of being unique in the world. And so I just think it's important, you know, as, as a teacher that I honor every single person that wants to learn from me, to look at them and, and see, see that they are, they are special and unique and beautiful and, and, just, and just weird and funny and crazy and amazing in their own special mm-hmm. way, instead of saying, you know, well, you should think like me and like everybody else. Because that's just right. that's just not going to fly, <laughs> you know. Right. Oh, I I love this. I love this. And you know, I I teach classes on intuition and opening up to oneness. And one of the things I have people do is I have them start with this thing called the Star Project, where I give them a sheet of stars and I say, "You're to give these out during this four week class, and but you have to give it to somebody that you don't know, and you have to say something mm. positive to them." And they go, 
beautiful. Well, I can't talk to someone I don't know, you know. <laughs> mm. And um, it's so nice to, like, I think when you get out of your comfort zone or you get into that vulnerable space of just saying, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead with my heart, I do think that that opens up and um, does, you know, encompass people or bring people forward. So um, what, I mean, you've given us so much already, words of wisdom, but somebody out there that's going like, yeah, that sounds good, kind, you know, and <laughs> um, what, would, what would some of your, like, what would you say to a person that's just listening and saying, well, that's good in philosophy, but I'm a lawyer and I work on Wall Street, and how can I be kind? How how can they be kind? Well, first of all, uh, we're born with it. You know, I mean, this is the essence of of who we are. Um, and you're right. You know, you you meet this attitude in, say, corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes if I speak at a, vis- a business conference, you know, it's like you know, this kind of thing, it's just it's just not going to fly. You know, <laughs> this is a this is a tough you know, the whole dog-eat-dog world type of thing. And so you just ask them, say, say well, tell me this. Um, what what do you get from being unkind? You know, you kind of mm-hmm. th- throw the you know, throw it on its head for a second. Say, say tell me, what, what are the, the gifts that you're given from practicing unkindness, aggression, uh, disrespect, uh, you know, all those those negative traits that we could do a whole list on. I said, what do you get from that? And they think for a minute. And uh, I said, okay, well, if you can't think of yourself, tell me this, the, the most unkind person that you, that you know, tell me what do they attract into their life constantly? And then they start to see this whole picture of drama, of, of conflict, of mm. just negative energies, and nobody wants to and, – and these are the people that everybody's talking – you know, behind their back, and you know, all this ugly picture appears of of what unkind energy brings into our personal and professional lives, and they're like, "Wow, I, said, I guess I never even thought about that." I said, "Now tell me this: What do you get from planting seeds of kindness? You know, when you are, say, if you're a manager and you are kind to your employees, what are you what are you seeing happen there? I say, well, they're probably going to work harder." Bingo. Uh, they'll probably be more loyal. Exactly. You know, and the list just goes on and on mm. of all the, the benefits. I mean, it's, it's so simple. And that's been, you know, it's almost like a joke that I have to go out and, and teach this, you know. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's wonderful, and my, and people, though. And people ask me, what is my ultimate goal? My ultimate goal in the world is unemployment. I would love to see a world where they didn't need some guy to go out and, and teach kindness. And I'll go work at mm. Starbucks or L.L. Bean and be totally happy. But until <laughs> then, <laughs> until then, I have to go out there and, and listen to my own heart, my own intuition, which has mm. said, you know, you have to. Because when I closed my photography studio, man, I mean, people freaked. I took a successful business and my wife, too, with not a whole lot of money in the bank and said, we're giving everything up and going to teach the world to be kinder. And they were like, wow. you know, you have lost it. It's absolutely <laughs> nuts. And and I get that. And, yes, I mean, it, it created 
some major, major challenges over the years, uh, financially, emotionally. When you see your whole material life disappear, the house that you work for, everything is just gone all of a sudden. And then you're just, you're just stripped down to the, the bare you. But that's when the real work begins. You know, that's when resilience and courage and, and just mm. all the beautiful parts of, of uh, a challenge, you know, really come to life. And so, yeah, that's another thing. I always encourage people, embrace those challenges because the only time you grow in life is when you're uncomfortable. You know, we need to be uncomfortable to grow sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Um, Michael, how can people uh, learn about your, your, your work and your books and your upcoming events and um, how, how, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you, and can they follow you on social media, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, yes, absolutely. Social media, um, r- right now I am doing my summer digital detox, but I will, I will be opening my, uh, my Facebook accounts again very soon. Every summer I take, I, take, um, I, I take about a month, and I unplug all my social media so I can engage in more face-to-face time than Facebook time. I find that when the Facebook page is just there, it's so easy for me to just go on and see what's happening mm. and talk to people. But when it's not there, it it creates this this stirring inside, like, you know what, I, because I'm human, I need to connect with people, but then I go out and I find people. And if the people that I know on Facebook are, are working or busy or something, I go out and find a complete stranger and and I I open my heart to them and they think this guy is so weird and but I don't care you know and, oh, great. and so but but uh, the kindness center has a Facebook page and uh, I always love to see new people come along and join us and uh, and I'll probably open that page up in, in another week or so uh, so the kindness center and then um, everything about my work my my school presentations my business presentations my books. And all the events and the crazy things that we do, uh, that can be found at michaeljchase.com. Awesome. And um, um, since this is spiritual tools, and you know, I know for myself, spiritual tools are always evolving. Right now, what would you say your favorite spiritual tool is? Oh, that's easy. Um, something called loving kindness meditation. Oh. Uh, I've practiced it. For many, you're familiar with it. I can tell. Oh, <laughs> for, <yes. laughs> for many years, yes. Uh, also known as Meta M E T T A. There are many, many wonderful resources online if, if people are curious about it. Uh, Sharon Salzberg has done uh, wonderful work in that area. But loving kindness meditation—it's just a way of, of of being still and quiet and getting deep into your heart. Um, you know, my my practice is first thing in the morning, and you begin by sending loving kindness to yourself, and then you extend that out to uh, to someone that you're close to, a, a, a friend, a family member, uh, even your pet. I mean, someone that you you truly love and feel close to. Then you send that loving kindness out to uh, someone that you maybe don't really know. It could be a uh, a stranger that you've seen it could be the cashier that checks out your groceries or whoever uh the fourth the, the fourth step is it's a little more challenging that's when you you choose that person that that 
really drives you nuts that they <laughs> they push your buttons. It can be a coworker or a relative or somebody that you just struggle with and it's not easy. I'm the first to admit I've done this for years, but it's still not easy to take that individual, put them in your heart and to send out thoughts of love and kindness. But when you do that, it it is one of the most freeing experiences that you'll ever have. Uh, and then the, the final piece is to send loving kindness energy out to um, out to all beings, and recognizing that we are all one, we are all connected, we are, uh, you know, a, a part of the same energy, and and we all we all want to be happy, we all want to be healthy and free from suffering, and honoring that. So this this practice. Um, is uh, it's incredibly simple, but it's so profound. So again, it's it's called loving kindness meditation, and so if the listeners want to go online, there's some some wonderful resources out there. Wow. Well, thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for being on the show and um, for sharing your awesome. kind heart with us today. Thank you, this Melissa. Okay. This was fun, and and it, I get it flew. I can't believe how. Uh, you, you know, you said uh, about a half hour, and boom, it's gone just like that. But I think we pa- I think we packed in a lot in thirty minutes. I think so. we did. I, I'm so grateful. So um, I will be putting your um, your um, your talk up on my Facebook page and on my website, and um, spreading that around. So um, sending lots of. Um, I'm a bubble blower, so if you were in front of me, I would blow bubbles to you so that you could feel the love of the bubbles coming to you. So oh, I'm sending sweet. you lots that's of so bubbles, sweet. Michael. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I will, I will send those bubbles right back and, uh, <laughs> okay. and lots of love um, to you and all your listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Wow, kindness. Don't we love this? I mean, it just kind of opens your heart and it's just so joyful. I really feel that, um, you know, we are moving into a time of kindness and opening up and and just really um, being of service to each other. And um, that's why I love doing this show because I, I do feel like it is being of service to other people. And speaking of being of service to other people, I'm going to take the rest of the show and I'm going to do some mini readings for folks. Um, On the Facebook page, people did write down their full name and then their full birth date. And what I've done is I've taken your information, I shuffled it up, and I pulled out certain um, people that um, just kind of rose to the surface, uh, and I pulled your name. So I'm going to do many readings about where you are right now in space and time, and what is um, what is part of your heart mission in this life and, and soul purpose. So let's start with Dorothy L., who has a birthday of 11-27-1949. So Dorothy, when I add up your birth month and day, so 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, now normally I just add it up till equals a number 2, which is what I call your heartbeat vibration, but I do want to acknowledge that you have an 11 um, when I add up your whole entire, your, your birth month and day. And when you have the 11, it really is this hit the ground running energy. It's also the energy of mastery and of intuition. So I do feel, Dorothy, that um, in this lifetime, you are very um, uh, connected to your own intuition and also a people person. So I do see you working around people, 
possibly teaching people because I feel like you have like a teacher energy about you. So whether you've actually taught in this lifetime or you um, are actually um, a, a teacher for other people in your life, I do feel like that's important to you. So let's go ahead and do your birth code as well which is taking your whole entire birthday, adding up to one number. So you're a 25-7, Dorothy, and two is cooperation and balance, but it's really about um, you know, working with people. It's that yin and yang. It's that balance energy. I do feel like um, you don't necessarily like conflict. I do feel like that. You're more of a let's keep the peace type of person in this life, so I feel that's very um, important for you. And then you have the five, and the five is really that energy of the educator, learning, um, helping, doing. So I do feel like that five energy really serves you very, very well in this life. And um, um, I'm, I'm really uh, seeing that that five energy is big for you right now, especially for some reason. So um, I feel like if you're not doing something, you might be bored so looking at little projects that are important to you. Now the seven is trust and intuition, trust and openness. I do feel like, Dorothy, people come to you and they speak to your heart or they feel um, you have a very strong heart chakra when I connect in with your energy. And I do feel that people um, trust you and they come to you and um, just with um, with their struggles um, with their hopes, with their secrets. So you do feel like that type of person for um, for many people in your life, but especially family because family feels really um, really close to you. I feel like you have a very close um, family connection. And I don't know, but as I listen closely, I do feel like you have um, pictures. Let me just see this here. I feel like in the past few years you've gone through old photographs and done something special with them. Um, I am feeling strongly about um, father's side of the family. I do feel like father's side of the family, um, very proud, um, you know, very uh strong um, pride in this side of the family. And I do feel like there's pictures of the side of the family. It feels very strong. And as I go and I see these pictures and I trace them back, I do want to say that I see like a farm area or um, that you yourself may have grown up on a farm or your father would have a farming connection. But this feels very strongly because I can smell farm. I can also almost like smell a horse around you um, in, in the past, in the distant past. So um, I feel like that would be an important thing to you, like like the nature would be important to you. So I, I do see this. Let's see where you are. Um, okay. So you currently are in what we call a nine-year, and that's a completion year. And in numerology, you work on a one through nine cycle. So I do feel like there's – this year for you is a lot about completions or um, wrapping things up, looking for new um, new projects. That this keeps coming up around you. So, Dorothy, pay attention to new projects, new um, new endeavors for you, whether it's a hobby or just creative endeavors. 
when you move into your birthday in November, you move into a one energy. And that one is really about new beginnings. So I do feel like there could be some changes around you in terms of your structure in your life, especially in 2016. So um, that feels really um, a, a, good, a good thing for you. I don't know if you had the son or the grandsons, grandson, son or grandsons, but I do feel like we've got a couple of your loved ones poking their head in here just saying, Hello, Dorothy, we love you. And people may actually call you Dot or Dottie because I do feel like there's a nickname. Every time I say Dorothy, I feel like they want me to call you another name. Um, so know that you do have love from the heavens around you. So they, your loved ones are with you in spirit, and they do want you to know that there's, there's a lot of love they're sending your way. Okay, Dorothy, I hope that was helpful for you. And um, let me just you for a moment and just listen to see if there's anything else that your guides would like me to um, would like me to say to you today. So let me just breathe in here. Just breathe in your energy. I breathe in what's going on around you. Okay. I feel like a very um, you know, loving person, um, especially to those around you and to your family. So just know that your love is felt um, not just on this plane but on, um, but on many planes. And in this lifetime, as I said, family is very important to you, and I still smell that horse around you, so, so do pay attention to that. Okay, so let me um, continue on here. Let's see how many people we can get in here today. So I have um, the next person I'm going to do a mini reading for is um, Kearns B. So I'll just say that, your first name and your last initial, with a birthday of 1-20-1976. So Kearns, um, when I add up the one and the two when your birth um, day, so what, what I see is... Um, that would be a three. So your heartbeat vibration is a three. And three is this energy of creativity. It's also um, the artist um, using your throat chakra, really connecting in with people. So I do feel that three energy very, um, very big around you. Um, and, and I do want to go to throat chakra with you. And I want to say a lot of sensitivity. I do feel like you're a sensitive being, a sensitive person. And as I listen to you, <clears throat> I feel like there is a lot around the throat. And in particular, I feel like that you, you hear people very deeply, um, you listen very deeply, and you have a lot of sensitivity. So whatever you do, I feel like that there's a lot of listening, there's a lot of being centered in your work. Um, there's a lot of contemplation in your work. And, and I don't want to rule out the idea that there's a lot of creativity around you as well. So I do feel like that that energy really um, is a, a big part of who you are, is this creativity energy. And that, um, let me just do a little calculation here. Oh, yes. Okay. So let's talk about the transitions going on around you because as I listen, I feel like that um, 
uh, you may not be completely satisfied with what you're doing right now for work, and it could be shifting into more of a passion-based work. I'm feeling really strongly about this, that your work could be shifting into more of a passion-based work. So um, I feel like just put it out there to the universe. Tell the universe what you'd like to see different around your work or what you would like to create differently around your work because I do feel like that's going to be opening up for you um, a lot more. Now, when I look at your full birthday and I add up till equals one number, you are a 26-8. And so, again, the two is, um, as we mentioned with Dorothy, the two is a relational piece. Um, but I also feel like for you a contemplation piece, so looking at both sides of something. You're very good at looking at both sides of things. And then when I go into the six, the six is the healer, harmony, helping, being of service to others. And I do feel like for you um, a lot of that is through the voice. I feel like through the, through the voice, through the hands, through the eyes, so being of service to other others creatively in some way, um, most likely with a healing vibe about you. So no, there is a healing vibe about you. And then we move into the eight, and the eight is abundance and power. So it's like when you're tapped in, tuned in, and turned on, everything works for you. So it's like a everything kind of just opens up for you, and you're just you're flying high, you're flying forward, and um, that feels. Um, really, really strong for you. Balance and alignment is strong for you in general. Balance and alignment is strong for you in general, meaning that um, in order for you to be at your best, and not that that's not the same for everyone, but for you because I do feel like there is a sensitive energy around you that what you ingest, what you hear, what you see, what you speak, you really are very um, present with this. And um, there's something right now in your life, and I want to go back to this transition, I don't exactly know exactly what this is. I do feel strongly that it is a sacral chakra issue. And when I see sacral chakra, it's usually around work or relationships when I see the orange, orange light around you. And so um, I pay attention to transitions around work or relationships. Now, relationships could mean anything. It could mean friendships. It could be partnerships. But I do feel that there are some um, some shifts around you in this way. So I feel that the universe is telling me to tell you, trust your path. Trust that you know these transitions are coming. Um, and I feel like I'm being told to tell you to do not worry about these transitions. These transitions will happen automatically. They will shift for you. But all you, all you really need to do is to just say to the universe, I'm willing, I'm ready, and I'm able to allow this shift to occur, to bring me to a higher level, a higher frequency, and you just kind of step out of the way. And I feel like when that happens, um, it's going to connect. And um, I want to say, too, I, I hear whistling around you, so I don't know if you're a whistler or you hum a lot or if you listen to music that's very much like you look to whistle or hum around it, but I do see there's a little bit of a, a beboppy energy around you, um, very um, fresh and vibrant. So your guides do want me to tell you, keep moving with that vibration. Keep 
connecting with that because it does feel that that's um that's really um that's really big for you. All right, I'm going to try to do one more here. I think we have one more um, time here. So I have Carolyn F. Carolyn F. with a birthday of 4-27-1987. So you have a lot of four in you, Carolyn, a lot of four, 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 four. Four is grounded stability process order. Um, I see structure is important in your life, that you work well in structure. Um, now the four energy the 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 1, and 3 is 4, adding up your birth, month, and day. So 4 is process and stability. It's this um, ability to really see things in a framework. So you're very good at a framework energy. I don't know if someone in your family um, ever was into architecture, engineering, um, graphic design, but there's something some pattern type of thing around you and or your family. So I do feel that that's a very big um, very big theme for you. Your life code is a 31-4. So three is expression and sensitivity. One is this hit-the-ground-running energy, and four, again, is this process and stability piece. Um, I, I, I do feel that... Um, you do like to be flowy creative. I do feel flowy creative around you. And I don't want to rule out the fact that you could have your own business or start your own business because I, I do feel that you do have a good foundation in that way. So whether you um, consult with people or whether you um, have this entrepreneur piece, I do feel that that would be something for you to look at if you haven't looked at that already. But you're very big with these these patterns, these structures, these processes. It feels really good for you. Um, let me just see where you are in space and time. Oh, so you are in a three-year this year, which is growth. So you're in a growth year. And when you move into 2016, um, around your birthday. It's an amazing time for you So because you align with your power year. So you are a four in 2016 in terms of what um, energy you flow on. And because you also have a four in your life code, it's like a double-double. So I feel like, you know, put together mantras or a vision board of what you want to see in your life at this time. I feel like that's going to be really big. I also want to say, Carolyn, that over the past, oh, I'm feeling five years, you've overcome some type of health issue or some type of energy issue that you've mastered. So your guides want to say congratulations to you that they really see this as a very positive, um, a positive thing for you. Yep, I hear for you, be bold and be brave and move forward. So that feels um, very, very good, very good. I also want to say you're very gentle with people. You have a very gentle soul, a gentle way of being. And um, energy healing is good for you as well. I don't know if it's something you're into, you want to get into. Um, I'm not sure if it's Reiki or a quantum physics, but I do feel that those fields, whether it be something that you look at or, or or strive for is going to be important to you. So, Carolyn, I hope that's helpful for you today. 
So with the remaining time, I just want to say thank you to Michael for being on our show today, for bringing kindness into our hearts, and just reminding us that we can be kind, that we are kind, and when we listen to our heart, all the oneness of all we are is connected. So wherever you are, if you can, if you have time, if you're available to be present, which hopefully you are, go ahead and close your eyes and breathe in. Breathe in light, love, and peace and know that you are one. You are one with the oceans. You are one. You are one with the stars. You are one. You are one with the trees and the leaves on the trees. You are one. You are one with the hummingbirds. You are one with the bees. You are one with the whales. You are one with the trees. So feel this energy of oneness just sweeping around you. And know that your heart is aligned with the heart of the divine, the divine light within you and the divine light within me. And that as we live every day, as we live in our hearts, as we connect to oneness, we are shown a way forward, a pathway, a pathway of light. So may you be one and connect with your own deep heart. You can find more about my services as well as my Solfeggio frequencies, uh, meditation tools that are on iTunes and available on CD, my Children of the Light cards to open up your heart and connect with your spirit loved ones at melissaboy.net. And until next week, I'm sending love from my heart to yours. May you be one in the divine light of all there is. And be well. <laughs>